Hello everybody, it is 4 a.m. This is, so this would be Friday, December the 1st evening, and Saturday, the December the 2nd morning. So, 4 a.m. So what I wanted to share today on this gorgeous day, it's actually really nice. It's, it's one of those crisp, kind of clear evenings. Really, I don't think there's a, actually any clouds in the sky tonight. Um, what I wanted to share is, let me think actually, what do I want to share? You know, I, what, I guess what I want to share tonight is just the, the, the beauty of the life we live, right? Um, I guess I, I just wanted to think a little bit more about kind of the gratitude of, of it, right? Is my life is what I would consider a dream, right? I, I would just consider my life a dream, right? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, you know? Uh, I, you know, and I, and I don't want to sound, I, I keep feeling I have to put a disclaimer when I say anything about pro works or student works because I don't want to offend any people because I've had so many friends who've been involved in that world for a long time. And, um, but just, you know, the straight honest answer is when I was doing pro works, I just, I felt like it wasn't really me. And to be honest, I felt a little trapped. And again, that's obviously self-inflicted, right? Like no one had, you know, made me do anything there. Um, but I did, I just, I, I kind of felt a little trapped, right? I felt kind of stuck, um, and I felt, didn't really feel like I had any, any escape, right? Um, and I feel like, you know, ever since I basically made the decision to leave ProWorks and then I've actually wrapped up the projects, there's been this incredible sense of freedom. Now, there's also been a lot of insecurity around finances and all that shit too, right? So that's obviously can't be negated, um, you know, and the reality is I'm, I'm not really dealing with that issue right now, right? I've got plans. But I haven't really taken action, right? So there's really no money coming in. That is a problem, right? So so that that's maybe just kind of me, you know, essentially being on vacation for the last, I don't know, two, maybe three months and not really dealing with reality. Maybe that's why it feels so good. I don't know. But what I will say is I feel so incredibly just happy, you know, fulfilled, just free. I don't know what it is. Like, you know, with ProWorks before, I just felt kind of felt, first of all, stuck. Um, I felt like I had to, you know be doing certain things, I wasn't enjoying it doing it, um, I felt like I was pushing a product that I wasn't really, uh, I, I just didn't feel like it was the best, you know, option, right, like, for example, now, if I go and actually, you know, if I were to, for example, do something afresh, I feel like I'm giving people a good deal, right, because number one, first of all, I'm doing most of the work right now myself, so I actually feel very confident about that, but even if I was hiring people, first of all, I feel like we can, I can actually help people, because my entire focus with this model would be a faster response time. So I feel like I actually have something I can sell people on. Number two, and provide value for it. Number two is I feel like my prices would be a little more reasonable because, you know, again, nothing wrong with charging high prices. I just didn't feel like the value I was giving people with ProWorks was necessarily equivalent to what to what the value was. Um, at least, at least in relation, I guess you should say. So I guess I just I feel right now just so much more free right? Um, and I think the, the difference is I feel like if I actually narrowed down and just got to work, I would get those results, right? Like if I did the amount of canvassing we did in, in Toronto, I feel like I'd be able to get even, honestly, even better results than I did with ProWorks, right? And that, you know, that's just a story. I haven't actually, you know, actioned that, so that may not be so, but that's how I feel, right? Um, and ever since I got back from Tony Robbins, I just feel completely unleashed, right? Again, like, you know, my, I keep saying these three limiting beliefs, and you probably, you probably hear this over and over and again. Um, but I, I keep saying it here because I want to remind myself, right? Like, you know, be, you know, going into UPW, my limiting beliefs were, A, women are a distraction and they keep you from success, right? And my new belief is relationships of all sorts, but especially to do with my intimate relationships with... Um, with, uh, you know, lady, the lady I'm looking for, you know, that's a relationship that's going to empower me, right? Relationships empower me. The second belief is, you know, the limiting belief was the answer will always be no. And my, my belief now is I find yeses, right? I find yeses. And the third one is, you know, the, um, uh, da, 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 what was the third limiting belief? It was, um, so the, it was, the answer will always be no. And then it was, I find yeses. And then it, oh yeah, it was, if I fail, I won't be loved. And my one now is the more I fail, the more I grow and ultimately get right. So those are, those are the three beliefs. And I think, 
I think to be honest, the biggest breakthrough I got with Tony, first of all, I, is I got to, tr- I got to try, tra- like travel, right? Like I, I really don't feel like I, you know, ever, okay. So if I remember back, so I did basically my final year with student works. Um, I went to Mexico that one summer and then I got back and then, um, and then I got back and then I spent basically that year and then I, I was traveling around in Toronto, but I don't remember really traveling anywhere in 2016. And then I didn't do Mexico because I didn't, first of all, ask to go or didn't, wouldn't have qualified even if I had. Um, and I don't remember, I don't, I don't remember going anywhere in 2016, really. And then I, oh yeah, and then we did, we did Collingwood. So for the beginning of 2017, we went to Collingwood, did that, so that was fun. And then, uh, and then, yeah, basically I went to, uh, Tony Robbins with Christina in New York. So that was really fun. And then I went to Florida for this UPW, right? So I feel like, first of all, I got a little more opportunity to travel, right? And the thing was, I've always wanted to go down to Florida, right? And so I think that was kind of like, a, first of all, like a fulfillment of a dream. You know, I get to travel. Second of all, is I have a cube van. I'm doing the traveling thing that I never, never really got to do. Um, so it's kind of like, it was kind of like trying different things, things that I've always wanted to do, never really been able to do. I think I also had a lot less financial stress because I wasn't worried about paying rent or any of that shit. Um, so that was, that was fun, right? Um, I got to spend some more time with Gabriel, you know, it was a much more relaxed pace in terms of finishing my painting work. And then, yeah, UPW, I got to hang out, got to have all these awesome cars, you know, had so many different friends around. Um, I got to actually participate in the event, met some awesome people, had some amazing connections. And then I think the biggest thing though, is I got reconnected to like my physiology. Like when I, when I went in New York, that's was I really was kind of a breakthrough in terms of breaking through my physiology, how I feel. But I think when I got to do it at uh, Palm Beach, I really broke through and was able to say like, this is how I feel. I feel so engaged. I feel so excited. I love the fact that, you know, how I feel right now. Right. And I got to do a little, you know, dance and try those different things. So I think, I, I don't know. I just kind of woke up more to like how I can change my body so radically. Right. And I got to play out and I wasn't worried about how I would look or feel or any of that. I was just, I was playing full out, going fully for it. You know, I got to go fully into the Dickens process. And I think what I also realized was, and this is something I've, I've gotten ever since I did Make Your Mark actually last um, winter was, uh, was people are more, people are attracted to that energy, Right. Like, I used to think that if I play, if I really goofy it, if I really kind of jump around and if I'm really energetic, you know, people are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? You know, what a loser. You know, he's weird. Everyone should just like make fun of him. Right. And I, I just had the belief that if I, if I attract attention to myself, right, because I'm a tall guy, I'm six, six, it's kind of hard to miss me. Right. So, um, so if I, if I stand really tall, if I'm loud, right, because I'm naturally quite loud, if you haven't noticed, uh, <laughs> Um, if I'm, if I'm staying tall, if I'm loud, if I'm gregarious, like if I, if I really stand out, I stand out and I feel like when it's kind of like the tall poppy system is like, you know, tall poppy syndrome is like you get, you get hit down. So that's always been my thing is like, you know, keep it quiet. Don't really stand out cause you don't want to get, you know, made fun of, right. Or reje- rejected. Um, so I think though, I, you, this UPW, I think specifically this happened was I finally was just like, no, like I'm going to be who I want to be. Right. Like, I'm going to be who I want to be, regardless of all that other shit, right? Um, and I think I was just able to fully express myself for one, you know, you know, I think I was just, yeah, really able to genuinely express myself, I think for the first time, I would, I would say ever, you know, like, and not maybe a hyperbole, I'm sure I've done it before, but like, I don't know, I just felt like very fully alive, right? Like able to share what I wanted to share. I was sharing on social media without really thinking of what, what I was going to say, what, what I was screening it. And I just, I felt alive. Like I felt alive. I felt empowered. I felt strong. And I just, I, and the other thing was I felt actually excited for the first time in like almost two or three years, but where I was going vision wise, right? You know, like I think before, cause I was creating all these, you know, with ProWorks, it was like, you know, I feel like I should be doing this, right? I feel like I should build this big, you know, painting company and be financially independent before I go and transform education because that's the smart thing to do. And I can fit my financials. And it's a smart idea because I've already learned this painting industry. I'm already good at it. Um, it was the smart, but I, I wasn't, there's no passion there. I was just, wasn't excited. I didn't like Toronto. I wasn't engaged. It just wasn't my thing. Right. And so I feel like I was pushing myself to do something I didn't really want to do. Right. Um, 
and you know, there's other things to it, but I think just it was kind of the first time I was just like, yeah, I'm free. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, I can change. I can, I can, I can change how I feel and do and what I say and think and all this stuff, right? And it's just it was, there's an incredible sense of freedom and just openness and I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like it was just this incredible sense of yeah, freedom is the is the biggest word I would use. You know, um, you know, I got to meet lots of people. I just I was able to be myself. Like I, I guess you know, I was just able to be myself, right? And it was awesome. I got to obviously hang out with Aaron. And then, yeah, after we finished, we got to go around and check out some of, some of Florida, check out the amazing weather. So it was just, it was an amazing trip. And then I got back. And the thing was, then I actually shared, right? A lot of times I've done all the other seminars. I made commitments. I made decisions. And then I haven't done it. Like, what, for example, one of the biggest ones was being open to actually dating someone, right? Like, that was, that was the biggest change. Is I've been resisting this for a long-ass time, right? Like... All through, um, let's see, back in, when was this? Dun, 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 dun. Back in, I think, yeah, high school. There was a girl I liked all through high school, right? And I, I sat in very close proximity to her for all four years. And I just, I, I never had the courage to actually really talk with her, right? And this was literally four years, you know, in, in close quarters, just never really, never really actually engaged, right? Because I was too shy, too insecure, just too uncomfortable, right? Um... And, you know, and there's obviously been multiple girls I've liked through their period, but it's, I've, there's always been this story. Like, the first one was, it came down to just being uncomfortable, because I thought, like, religiously, I was like, well, you know, I shouldn't get, you know, engaged, like, I don't want to, you know, so there was just all this, all these stories about what, what I thought things should be, or shouldn't be, or anything, so all these stories around it, um, that were mostly BS, to be honest, um, but I kept telling myself these stories, right? Like, you know, this is, you know, and so I, you know, just said like, yeah, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't engage. You don't want to get involved with any, any girls. And, um, cause I did, I had this story in my mind that women keep you from success. They're distracting. You know, if I get in a relationship, I'm going to have to invest all this time and effort. And then I'm not going to be interested. And I actually, you know, when I was in student works, I was obsessed with this, not in student works, when I was, you know, in university doing student works. And there's a girl I was obsessed with. And we became really good friends, um, and uh, yeah, it was like literally six or seven months, and I just got completely absorbed, um, and like everything else became secondary, and I actually started slipping down in terms of business because I just I lost a lot of my motivation to really perform there because I was just like fuck that I want to spend more time with this person, right? Um, and long story short, she just wasn't really interested, and it was you know I was kind of like this creepy friend guy, just a weird situation. Um, but again, it kind of reinforced the story of like women are a distraction. They keep you from success, you know, and then you have all this pain because he rejected you and all this shit, you know. So it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's challenging that way. And, um, uh, and uh, anyway, so that's kind of where I was coming from. And so for the last, you know, every, you know, I basically just kept saying no all through university, avoided any kind of those social interactions. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, and then obviously, like, it's funny, it's funny, actually, I was in Landmark, and Kata was, uh, was my leader, and, uh, and she kept trying to, like, encourage me, she was saying, like, Mike, you really, you really should look at this area, like, you know, like, you, like, you know, why don't you want me in a relationship, and I just, yeah, you know, I don't want to be in a relationship, all this stuff, um, and so I kept, like, prodding, and then actually, you know, two years ago, so this is actually before, you know, really involved in that Landmark sphere, but, um, I went to UPW and I had the same situation as I had this feeling. I was like, you know, th- this is a limiting belief. Like I, I can tackle this. Like I can be in a relationship and I can have a fulfilling relationship and I can still be successful. Right. But I kind of put it off and avoided it. I was just like, no, I don't want to deal with that. Um, and then again, it was kind of this, this summer I was volunteering and I felt a little bit of kind of like, eh, we'll see whatever. Um, and then, yeah. And so I think what happened then is so I went this time and I was just completely open and that, and it came up again, right? And, um, and I was just like, okay, this is clearly an area I need to deal with, right? Like this has come up several times. Uh, and the reality is it's a BS story. Like I'm 24 year old, years old now. Okay. Um, I know I can handle myself, right? I'm no longer, you know, insecure, right? I feel very confident in my ability and, and who I am, right? Uh, number two is, you know, most relationships, if they're proper, actually empower you. Like, they, they lead you, right? Like, it's, you know, Tony Robbins says he would literally give anything up for his, for, for Sage, right? You know, and so coming from someone who's, for him, who's accomplished so much, 
you know, and has so many people who love him, he, he's willing to give that all up for one person. I mean, that's incredible, right? And more, more importantly is, these people actually helped them, right? You know, so I just, I kind of just was able to kind of look at that and say, okay, like, you're, you're being, you're being bullshit here. Like, this is bullshit. You're, you're making up something, right? If you can find the right kind of girl, right, to empower you, who, who, you know, yeah, who empowers you, who, who, when you're down, when you're frustrated, who actually lifts you up, that's a powerful development. That's a, that's a powerful union, right? Like, why wouldn't you want that, right? So it's just, I, th- I that's kind of where I just woke up. It's like, okay, so, you know, I'm going to be open to this, right? And so that's just, that's been, I think, another powerful thing is I finally just said, okay, I'm open to making this happen, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to be open, right? Um, and I'm going to pursue that area. So that's been a very, very freeing one for me as well. Um, and then just honestly, the people, like, there's just, there's so many incredible people. Like, again, you know, before I never really appreciated the people in my life. Um, I think, and I, that's been a thing I've been more and more, putting more and more time into is developing that gratitude, right? For realizing what I have, right? I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed, you know, to live in the fact that, you know, 2017, there's so much amazing technology. I'm healthy. I'm strong. You know, I, I'm, I've been blessed. Like I'm a tall white male in Canada, right? Who has a university education, right? I have a lot of freaking opportunities available to me right? There's no denying that white people have a lot more advantages than black people or people from other cultures, right? There's, you know, no arguing that if you're a taller male, you, you know, have slightly better advantages than if you're shorter, right? And that's not in every single case. I'm just saying, if you look at typical stereotypes, that is a thing, right? You know, just, and I'm, and I'm not saying that's an excuse, right? If you're short, that doesn't mean you're, you can use it as an excuse. And if that's tall, it just means, I think if it's your tall, it's like, you don't, you, you, you have even less of a reason to not be successful, right? In every, in every term of the word successful, right? You know, so it's just, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think that's a thing, right? You kind of got to look at that. You know, I think also is I'm, I'm finally okay being myself, right? Like before I was very um, hesitant to, I think, really share myself, right? Like for example, I've had a couple situations. Like I posted a photo about happiness being a choice and depression being a choice. And people reacted really negative. I shouldn't say, you know, there was only two people who really, really acted uh, negatively. And before, I would just kind of just like shut down and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I, you know, I can't believe I, I you, know, you know, you don't agree with what I'm saying. And I'd probably even pull down the post. And not to say it's kind of like, I don't, I'm not kind of just like, screw you now. But I, now it's like, no, like I, you know, I posted this for a reason, right? And, I, and I'm okay with that, right? Like, we're not going to agree on everything, Right. And I think I'm okay with that. And the second thing is, uh, now it's not as a con- like kind of a controversial kind of head head to head thing. It's like I'm open to hearing what you have to say. Like I want to hear hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you think. And let's see if we can we can come to this, right? Because I think I've I've been able to develop a lot more of my emotional intelligence in the last couple of years in terms of learning. Okay, what what makes people tick, right? If if someone's reacting really really intensely and emotionally to something that I posted. That probably means they have some sort of personal feeling or hurt or story or whatever it may be that's behind that, right? People normally don't react so, in, like, very emotionally unless there's a personal story behind that, right? Um, and that's that's what I think is really important is you got to realize that, right? Um, so, that, you know, because I've had situations where I've had closer family members, they they don't like something, I posted or said or whatever, and I've kind of just, like, I shut down, but I, you know, and... I think sometimes, to be clear, I think sometimes that's actually needed, right? I'm not just saying do whatever the hell you want, just kind of ignore, you know, the consequences if it's not correct. But what I am saying is, you know, if, if you know, let's say I post something and someone doesn't like it, and I remove it, then that, I personally feel like that that removes a bit of my self-expression, right? It's like, I posted that for a reason, I wanted to share that, right? And then someone says, no, that's a bad idea, you can't share that. It's almost like, the, you know, I feel like you're trying to trap a little bit of what I'm trying to share. Like, you know, so I feel, I feel a little bit hurt by the fact that you're trying to shut down what I'm trying to share. Like, that, you know, so I feel now, I just, I feel much more confident in where I'm coming from, right? And I know myself, and I've come to realize is not everyone's going to agree, and that is okay, right? Just because we don't agree doesn't mean I'm wrong, and it doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means we have different points of view, and that's totally acceptable, Right? The world has tons of different flavors. There's lots of variety in the world. So just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't make them a bad or evil person. It just means they see things differently. 
it is a fact that not every human being's mind is wired the same way, right? So that also means that we're not going to think the same way, which means we aren't going to come to the same points of view or understand things the same way, right? And I think that's important. You just got to get that, right? So I think that's been, you know, again, that's been something I've realized. It's like, okay, I get this. I get this, right? And I think the other thing is I've come to be, be able to be much more appreciative of the fact that I, it's, it's a process, right? Before, I'd be just totally pissed off. It's like, this isn't perfect now. What the hell? Like, you know, now I'm much more like, you know, this is a process, right? I mean, I, it, you know, one of the, my favorite quotes is, progress is perfection, you know, which is pretty simple ideas. It means you're never going to be perfect. And it means if you're making progress, that's the best you can do, right? As long as you're every single day improving just a little bit, I think that's what life's about. I think it's just about improving that tiny little bit. Just that tiny little bit, right? And I think the second thing is I've gotten much more in tune with how I feel, right? Before, it was just like, it's, it, it's all logic, right? And I put, I put my emotions to death, essentially, I would say. And so it was just, it was all logic, it was pure logic, and anything that wasn't logical was, you know, irrelevant, right? And so I just, I kind of ignored, and what happened was, because I have, a lot of times I have very intense emotions, I was just like, that's not logical, we're not going to deal with that. And so I kind of just literally would just push down my emotions, and it became, this is why a lot of people say I'm a robot, right? Is because I got so used to pushing down my emotions, and, 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 and kind of capping those I literally became a robot, someone who did not feel, right? And I think I've realized is, first of all, feeling is strength. Like, and again, this is something I got from Tony, is his ability to care so much is his strength, right? And it's kind of like, it's the same thing. Like, like probably a perfect example of this is, you know, I remember when I, uh, so when I did Landmark, the Landmark form, again, it changed my life. No, no exaggeration. It changed my life. It was a phenomenal thing. And I was just like, everyone's got to do this, right? And at the time, my, my family was in extreme pain. Um, there was just, there was so many different things going on. And I was just like, this is the bullet. This is the magic bullet. This will change everyone's lives. They've got to do it. And so I just got to started hammering out my family. Got to do the landmark form. Got to do the landmark form, right? And my sister, Dominique, again, we're very like-minded and we do a lot of things together. So she was totally in right away. And she went in and had this awesome, awesome experience. So I was like, ah, it's amazing. But no one else was willing to do it, right? And I was just like, why the hell? Like, you know. Like, I understand money's short, but, like, you know, we can make this happen if we really want to. And people just kept resisting it, resisting it, resisting it. Um, and honestly, it hurt. You know, it hurt. I was just like, why? Are you, like, I don't understand. Like, why? Like, why? You know? Um, and, I, you know, I specifically remember um, I, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like I, I hadn't cried in a very long time, right? Because for me, real men don't cry, right? I mean, if you look at all those cowboy movies, real men don't cry, right, they're, they're men of steel, they got, you know, no emotions, they just get the work done, and they, they're logical, and they, they're pure, and they just fucking do the work, right, um, and that was my view of what a man was, and it's kind of like funny, because again, you got Lewis Howes, that, you know, mask of man, mask of man, masks of man, or mask of man, masculinity, my god, the mask of masculinity, there we go, which I'm, I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to, and I kind of, you know, I've listened to so many interviews of him, I think I get a general idea of what it is. But um, that's been a big thing. It's like, you know, kind of just like accepting the fact that, okay, this may not be the way that, yeah, I, this may not be the way things are, right? Like, I can go out and create something. I can do something. I can be someone. I can go somewhere, right? And I think that's a powerful metaphor. It's just like, okay, let's wake up and realize that this isn't going to be perfect, you know? Um, and so, and it's going back to, going back to the landmark example, going back to the landmark example, we have this situation where basically people aren't doing it, right? And I remember there was one situation, I specifically went and invited my mom, my dad, and my sister, Briella, to uh, introduction. And because... I was just like, the, like, you know, because the thing is, I really wanted, especially my dad and my mom, to do the form, right? And you know, I, I, I had other siblings and family members and other stuff that I wanted to do as well, but just like, I really, really, really wanted my dad and mom to do the form, right? Um, and what happened was, I remember I got up, I was so excited because all three of them were there. I got up and I started sharing, and I and I literally started crying, and. 
it was so weird because first of all, I wasn't planning on crying and I don't cry or I hadn't cried in a while. And it was just, it was so weird. I was just like, I don't understand why I'm crying right now. This is so weird. Like I'm just, you know, it's not even like I'm sad about something. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm crying right now. This is so weird. Um, and I remember, and I remember just cause, cause again, for me, it was just like, okay, this is weird. No crying, no like emotions. Got to shut those down. And but it was just powerful, right? And I think I've gotten to be able to actually experience those emotions, right? And realize that it's okay. Like, being hurt, that's an emotional thing, right? You know, like, for example, I had this, you know, this girl I liked um, when I was in university. And again, she, she didn't want to, you know, date or anything like that. And that, it just really hurt, right? And I remember, you know, at the time, I was trying to just, like, shut the emotions down, shut the emotions down, Um and I think just it's it's been powerful to kind of go through and be able to re you know just like you know it was one of the most powerful things is at UPW there was this experience we did with this meditation where literally Tony has you hug the little you and it was one of the most touching experience I I've ever had um, it was it was so beautiful um, and it was it was it just touched me right it really touched me and so anyways the the point of this long story thing is I, I just, I've gotten much more, I think I'm much more in touch with my emotional side of myself and realize that's a strength, right? Because I think when I was younger, I had that emotional side and I think I just, I was so, I so wanted to be the guy of the household. I so wanted to be strong and powerful. Um, like for example, I, I, this one thing will forever be there for me. I remember, so when I was, when I was younger, I had this episode and I don't know how old, but I, we had this game, computer game called Age of Empires, right? Which probably some of you have heard of it or played before. And we as a family were like addicted to this game because it was one of the first computer games we had because we don't have any computer games. Anyways, so this very, very... And what happens is in the game, there's these priests. <laughs> there's these priests and you can go around and convert people. <laughs> and my family was very, very intensely kind of religious. Um, anyway, so we're playing this game and... I remember I always got obsessed with this game, and what happened was I'd go and I'd win these games, or I'd get into the game, and then I would win the game, right? And I'm just so excited. I'm so I'm just obsessed with this game. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. And then I I and I'm winning, and I, you know, and I and I, then I win the game, and I win the game, and then I'm like, okay, I won the game now, right? And, and obviously, if you win the game, it's like, okay, game's over, right? And like, okay, well, well, what now, right? And then I and then I look around, and at the time I was not happy with how my life was, right? Um, it was not a happy, in, in my opinion, it was not a happy place. Um, I was not happy who I was. Um, it's just, I wasn't happy, right? And I looked around and I was like, this sucks. Like, this sucks, right? And I was like, okay, so let's go, you know, let's go back and start again. So I started another game, right? And I, I play again and now I'm excited. Oh, this is awesome, 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 awesome. And then I get close to, and then I either would win or get close to winning. I'm like, okay, I'm going to win. And then, I, and then suddenly all the excitement would just leave me. And we're like, this sucks, right? Like, like, what's the point? Like, I'm playing this game. What's the point? And and I started to get depressed, right? I was just, I was just like, what's the point? You know? Because because I was looking at my life and I was just like, this is useless. You know? Like, I'm playing this game. This game is so exciting, and now I have to go back to this. You know? No friends. I suck at school. My 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 parents are arguing. You know, I don't feel accepted, you know, just like, and it, it just sucked, right? And I started, I literally would, I would play the game and I just started crying, right? And my family would come up and like, what's going on, Michael? I was just like, eh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I just feel sad, right? Or, you know, I, I don't know. I, just, I, just, I literally, and I, I, and then I was just like, well, you know, I feel better if I go play. So I go play a game again. But the thing was, as I, as I got more and more to play the game and as I got better and better, I knew I would win the game. Like, I just, I knew I would win the game. And so the challenge left it, right? The challenge, you know, I, I'm sure everyone else has experienced this, right? You go, you have a goal, you're excited, you work, 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 work. And then you either achieve the goal or you get close to getting the goal and you're like, okay, this is no longer challenging, right? And now it's like, okay, what now, right? Because, because there's no more growth there, right? And what I didn't realize is what happened was I, in the game, I had certainty, right? I had a variety. Um, I had significance. And then I had... I didn't really actually have love and connection, but, you know, it was like, okay, so I have at least three, right? I feel certain, I feel variety, and I feel significance, right? And, and, and originally, when you're first starting, you feel like you're growing. So it's like, okay, there's growth here too, right? 
But then the longer you play, what happens is, is you definitely have certainty, right? But first of all, the significance loses it a bit. Because you're like, okay, I'm the best Age of Empires player now, but it's like, okay, what the big deal, right? I'm looking around at my friends, and they're like, okay, they're playing COD and all these incredible Halo games, and it's like, okay, well, you know, I can't really compare to that, right? The variety has kind of left it, because now I know what to expect. So there's, there's, there is a little variety, but there's not much, right? And there's, there's no love and connection. I feel alone, right? I feel alone. I feel like no one's around me. I feel just, I feel abandoned. I feel alone, right? There's no more growth, and there's no more contribution, right? And so I'm focused on myself. I don't see any exciting future, right? It's just, it just looks depressing to me, um, you know? And, and I just, I felt alone, right? And what happened was, <clears throat> and, so I, and so this would literally happen is I got more and more, I would go and play for like, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, and then I would literally just start, I would just start bawling my eyes out. Bawling my eyes out. And I remember at the same time, I was learning fractions in, in school. And I was, and I got, at the time I was homeschooled. And I remember just bawling my eyes out. Because I just, I couldn't understand fractions. I just couldn't. I could not understand fractions for the life of me. Right? I, you know, and they were, they were using all these creative approaches and trying to, and I just couldn't get it. I was just like, I don't get fractions. Right? And I just, I, I literally started bawling, right? Because I felt bad. Because, you know, my sister, my younger sister was getting it. She was, you know, I thought she was smarter than me. And I just felt dumb. And I was just like, oh, this is so, you know, I'm just, you know, freaking useless. And, you know, there's no future. You know, all this sucks. And I, it's all this stuff going on, right? And I just, I felt just, I, I, and that's what happened is I literally got to the point where just, I was feeling so depressed, so sad. And I literally just, I saw, you know, I, this, no joke. And you can ask my friends and my family about this. I would go around and just in the middle of nothing, nowhere, out of nowhere, I would just literally start crying my eyes out, bawling my eyes out. So what happened is my parents think I, literally, they're concerned. I'm like, okay, is he getting like, is he, has he been like overcome by a demon or something? Like they were, I'm not, no joking. They literally thought something was going on in the spiritual realm, right? Um, and to be clear, guys, I don't actually know. There might actually been. Cause, but the, their logic was, okay, there's playing this Age of Empires game, right? This is one of the things that, that is happening. He's playing Age of Empires. Um, and, uh, and, and by the way, my parents had definitely tried, like I was, I was involved in church and stuff like that, but the problem was I felt so alone and I felt so isolated. I didn't really feel connected to anybody. Right. And so I felt just like alone. I felt like I wasn't accepted. I felt like I wasn't cool. Just, yeah. So, um, so it launched short, my needs weren't being met. Right. And I don't know, I didn't know what my needs were a, and I didn't know, I didn't know how to meet them. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I literally, I would just start crying and, and doing all the stuff, right? So they thought I was possessed. And now, again, I'm a, like, I don't know, I don't know how old, probably like 9, 10, 12 years old. And I think I'm now like possessed by demons. <laughs> so it's like, okay, what the hell is going on now? And so, anyways, so, so this is going on, right? And they, they literally like sent me away to like, you know, have conversations. Because they're really worried about me. Like my, my, like, my son may actually be possessed by demons. Um, and they're like talking to all these like, you know, Christian leaders and they're saying, yeah, like there might be an aspect of the spiritual realm, like age of empire, these priests, these monks might have something to do with it. So the, I'm not, I'm not even joking. They literally threw out age of empires because they thought that was the reason why I was, I was, I was sad and depressed and all this stuff. Right. Which in partly, partly was because I was so excited about the game and then it brought me back to reality and I was just like, oh, this sucks. Right. And I was spending probably too much time playing it, but long story short, um, that was, that was what happened, right? And to be honest, I can't even remember why I got on this tangent or why I started telling the story, but, um, oh yeah, sorry. So, so during this period of time, right, I just started bawling my eyes. And I remember, uh, you know, cause my dad was away on truck runs a lot of times. So it was, it was literally, it was literally me with my five siblings at home and the four sisters would sit, sleep in the bedroom down together. And I would sleep upstairs with my brother. And, um, and then my, my parents were next door to us. So they were in a different bedroom next to us, me and my brother. And, uh, but the thing was my dad was away trucking a lot. Right. And at this time, so my parents are fighting a lot. Um, there's some instability around home. My dad's not around very much. Um, and I honestly just felt very alone. Right. And it's funny actually, cause my, well, I don't know how funny, but like my brother actually, um, just told my dad, like he remembers many nights actually when I would just literally be crying myself to sleep. 
And I actually don't remember too many of those. What I do remember, though, is there's one situation where I literally was in bed. And again, I'm feeling hopeless. I feel like there's no there's no hope. You know, my, my family's ton of money. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. It just feels, I feel, I feel stressed. I feel, you know, and my mom would come in and she'd try and comfort me, right? And this would happen several nights, right? And so she'd come in and spend, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes and, you know, try and try and calm me down and, you know, make me feel better and all this stuff. And I remember this one night, I'm crying, you know, I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm expecting her to come in, kind of, you know, say goodnight, all this stuff. Um, and then what happened was, and then, so I'm crying and all this stuff, and she comes in, and she's in one of these moods where she's, first of all, she's annoyed, right? And, 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 and I want to be clear, is I love my mom, my mom's an incredible woman, um, I wouldn't not ask for a better mom, uh, she was just very stressed, she had six kids, all right, my dad was away a lot, um, financially, they weren't making very much money, um, she wasn't living the life she wanted to live, and they'd, they'd honestly been very disappointed in terms of where they wanted to go, it's just, it wasn't the life they wanted to live, and so they're, and again, all this is compounded, right, and so she's, she's living in this, and as a result, she's in a negative state, right, so she comes in, she's a little bit pissed off, um, and she's tired, right, she's worked all day long, this is like 10 p.m., so she's been going on, I don't know, like 16, 17, 18 hours, whatever it is, so she's tired, right, and she comes in, and I'm crying and crying and crying, and, and I, I just won't stop, and she's finally just like, I'm sorry, Michael, I'm tired, I have to go to bed, and then she just, like, leaves, and all I remember is I'm still crying, I'm still crying, and she leaves, and, and all I remember just being in that moment was like, I, I just felt very alone, right? It's like, it's just, I'm, I feel alone, right? Um, I, I don't know if I, I would say I felt abandoned, but I just, I felt alone, right? Um, I felt like a loss of power. And what I made that mean was people don't care about how you feel. People don't care about how you feel. They don't care about how you feel. And I don't, I don't remember much else, but all I remember is at, I, that and a variety of other reasons is I finally just said, okay, people don't care how you feel, so let's just stop showing our emotions. And I, and I, no joke, just I stopped showing as much emotion, right? I became, I was this, I was this quiet guy, right? And, and there's other aspects, like I was always a rel relatively quiet, so I'm, I'm not like, this wasn't like a tra traumatic exp experience that changed my personality, but I remember that was one of the moments where I kind of just like, people don't care about how you feel. People don't care your emotions. So we're not going to show them. And I, and I purposely made a specific effort to not show my emotions, right? To not show my emotions. I was just a very emotionless person. I was just kind of like a person who was there, right? And so, and it was long too short. So the, purpose, the point of this is, is I've done a lot of work to really kind of reconnect and say, okay... I am an emotional person, like there are emotions here, and these emotions have valid reasons, and this is why actually, now that I've actually been spending time on this, on this idea of emotional mastery, it's been powerful, right, because now, instead of push, pushing those emotions away, I say, okay, no, these emotions are action signals, these are powerful things for me to be able to feel and express, right, and the second thing I'm able to realize is, you're able to connect so much more powerfully with people in general, but especially uh, women, because women are... Uh, uh, you know, stereotypically and traditionally more emotional than men, right? If there is, I should, I should say, feminine energies are typically more emotional than masculine energies, right? And the reality is we all have aspects of masculine and feminine energy within us, right? Um, I definitely would consider myself more of a masculine energy, but, um, but the reality is there is a feminine aspect in there, which is cool. And um, I think it's a reality you've got to realize is every person has aspects of, you know, emotional sides to them, right? And first of all, you've got to accept that. Number two is you've got to actually, um, actually let that be a thing, right? Is your, your body's got to express what's really going on, right? And I think, honestly, one of the biggest things I think that's a mistake today is people are taught to, I, I, I believe, people are not are taught to not be them, their true selves, right? And they're not taught how to master their emotional sides, right? This is one area, like, you know, people hear about, um, people hear about physical body, right? That's a pretty common one, actually, right? Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I think there are a lot of people who are pretty 
clear about roughly what it takes to live a relatively healthy life. What I don't hear a lot of is people talking a lot about how to master your emotions, right? And living a healthy emotional life, right? And maybe I'm just ignorant and maybe I haven't really explored that much, but I actually would say that's a, that's a very, like a thing. Like very few people I think actually explore and really take control of their emotional life, right? People talk about relationships, relationships less so, but I think people talk a little bit more about relationship size to it. Um, people talk a lot about time. People talk a lot about, you know, money and careers and finances. Um, and they talk a lot about spirituality, I would actually say. But I don't think what, I think what they don't talk much about is emotional. Like, I think that's the least explored area is emotional mastery, right? Mastering your emotional center, who you are emotionally as a person. And that's been very, very powerful for me. And I think as a result, I've been able to, not only because I've been able to explore the lower sides and the, and the, and what I would consider the negative emotions, I've been able to fully more appreciate the, the higher emotions, right? And, and realize what that is, right? Because I feel so much more alive and powerful and, and free, right? So, and again, it's kind of like an onion. It's like, it's like peeling back. I think, you know, the reality is whenever you have someone who, who just, ever, people are made by, by their decisions and life experiences and each of us is different, right? And I think the reality is when you have someone who's hurt or negative or whatever, a lot of that, I think, is just experiences where they've been hurt in some way, shape, or form, right? Or they've been, they, I, I'm not, I don't want to say damaged, but they've been hurt is probably the best way to say it, right? There's pain going on down there somewhere, right? And they may not actually understand it even consciously, right? It's, a lot of it can be just subconscious stuff. And I think it's important as people got to realize that for themselves, right? Like for me, I, you know, when I was younger, I would not consider myself like, I know what's wrong with being, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, you know, a person who doesn't feel as emotionally, right? But I, I wouldn't have uncovered the fact that I felt hurt and I felt hurt and I felt, and it hurt so bad that I was like, I don't want to feel hurt anymore. So I'm just not going to feel at all. And I shut down the, the feeling side of myself because I, because it hurt so much. I was like, I can't experience this anymore. So I'm just going to shut down the feeling side, right? So I, th- I think that's important. People got to get that for themselves, right? It's kind of like Tony Robbins says is, um, what, and actually this is one of the reasons why I finally made this switch. Cause he said, if you're single right now, it's because you associate more paying to be in a relationship than being out, being outside of it. And that is 100% true. I have up until this point associated more paying to being in a relationship with a, with a girl than to not being in it. Right. Just straight up. That's why I'm still single right now, right? Um, the second thing is what he, what he said was people get hurt, right? And as a result, in order to keep from being hurt, they build these walls. But the problem is what, what keeps bad things out also keeps the good out, right? What keeps the bad out also keeps the good out. So if you are trying to defend yourself from these things and you build this wall, you're also going to keep out all the goodness, right? So... That's why it's important is you got to, don't, don't, um, resist the pain. Just, just dance. It's kind of like fear. Like if you're trying to avoid fear, that's not going to solve anything, right? Because yes, you don't have to engage in the fear and you don't have to be fearful, but you also don't grow, right? And you also don't overcome whatever the fear is, right? Whereas if you experience a freer fear and you face it and then you dance with it, right? You dance with it you will soon lose your fear. You just will, right? I don't think it'll ever go completely away, but you'll lose it, right? You'll get to, you'll get to experience it more and more and you'll lose that, right? Same thing with uh, emotions, right? Is first time you feel emotions, it's going to suck a lot. It's going to hurt a lot, right? But the more you practice being open to just engaging, right? If you feel hurt, feel hurt, right? If you feel sad, feel sad. If you feel angry, feel angry, right? Don't resist these emotions. Just feel them. Let them, let them be there, right? Experience them for who they are, for what they are, for what they really are, right? Feel those, right? Frustration. You're frustrated right now. Feel those emotions, right? How does it make you feel? Okay. Now we feel that. What is this telling you? Why do you feel like this, right? So if I'm frustrated, it's because I've had some rule or, or I believe there's a better way of doing something and I'm frustrated because I feel like it's not happening, Right? I'm angry now because I feel like someone's violated one of my rules, right? I feel hurt right now because I feel a loss, a lack of 
a loss of intimacy or connection or feel like, you know, someone has showed a lot, you know, just, yeah, there's a lack of intimacy, there's a lack of affinity, there's a lack of love, right? Uh, people have pulled back, right? I feel depressed because I feel like there isn't, I feel like there isn't hope, right? I feel like there's no inspiring future. You know, if, if you're depressed, there's three beliefs you must have. Number one is that um, the problem is permanent. Um, it's not your fault. Sorry, it's not your problem. So meaning that you can't change it. You, see, you feel powerless. It's permanent. And I can't remember the third P, but there's three P's to it. And if you feel those things, you're going to be depressed. I don't care who you are, right? So if you want to change that, there's three things you've got to do. Is Physiologically, you've got to change that, right? It's kind of like, you know, again, I, I, I don't want to trash talk this person I was talking to on um, on Instagram because they were very very offended, um, but it's you know and again I'm not an expert to be clear I'm not an expert in, in depression okay, but what I do believe is there's again there's uh, most of us have the ability to control how we feel, depression or not, and so I think it's important is you know people if one of the, it comes down to is beliefs if you believe that depression is something that you cannot control, that is a problem, right? You know, it's like, if you, if, if you have that belief and you hold that so closely to your chest, that's, no one's going to be able to change that. You will feel depressed because you're holding that as a belief. Just like if I believe I'm short and I'm fucking short, I will make myself short. Like, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It just will happen. It will happen. Like, there's been ridiculous things happen. Like, people, for example, people have been able to change their eye color because they believe, for example, people with multiple, multiple personalities, literally, people have been able to change their eye color because they believe so intentionally, they change their personality, they change their eye color. It's, it's crazy, right? Like, what we don't realize is we have, our mind has such incredible power over our physical body right and how we feel it will blow your mind now i'm not saying that everything is your mind and that's i'm not i'm not saying that there is obviously some things that are biological there are obviously some things that are neural obviously there's no denying that but i think it's a much smaller percentage than we than we say it is than we believe it is that we that we that we think it is right you know like this person quoted that you know one in every five men are are um, are willing to take their life. Um, sorry, one in every five men are willing to take their life when they feel depressed. Or I, I can't remember what it was like. I think it was like one in every five men suffer from depression, and it can get to the point where they're willing to take their life because they're depressed rather than dealing with it. Um, I was, I'm, again, I'm sure that uh, is some fact that's been you know proved somewhere. But what I, you know, I believe there's a much smaller percentage. Like, I believe it's closer to, like, 1, 2, maybe 3% of the population have, have the situation where it's a biological problem, meaning they actually can't change it neurologically and they need to be on things like antidepressants, right? But I, and again, I'm not based, and this is just me hypothesizing, okay, based on what I've heard and what, I, what, I, what I've read and, and what I understand. Um, but, I, but I'm very confident that the reality is for the vast majority of us, like the 97% of us is there. There is people you can control how you feel emotionally in the moment. That's all depression is, right? You can change. Depression is is a feeling that life is hopeless, that you can't change it. Meaning, so I can't. I cannot remember what the three P's are, but what the two are is is it's something that you are powerless to change that is not going to change and there's a third P. I think it's per permissible or something like that. So it's like, it's like, um, I, think it, I think what it is, it's, it's, it's life going to be, life's going to be painful because all, all it is when someone's considering suicide, all it is is their, their mind saying, is it going to be more painful to continue on or is it going to be less painful to give up now? Right, and a lot of people, when when they're actually get to the point where they where they commit suicide, it's because their brain has finally said it's going to be it's going to be less painful to commit suicide and end this now than to continue, right? And when that when they're getting to that point, it's because of three things, right? 
is because they believe that the problem that they're facing is permanent. It's never going to change. It's going to continue on in the future. It's not going to change. Because if, if they have hope that it's going to change, a lot of times they will actually take control and they'll, they'll move it on. But if, if they don't believe it's going to change, if it's permanent, number two is if they don't believe they can change it, and, and whatever the third P is, which I'd love to know right now, I can't remember what it is, the third P, they will literally, that's where depression comes from, right? But if you hold these three beliefs is number one, no problem is permanent. Any problem can be, can be changed, right? No problem is permanent, right? Number two is I can change it. I can change anything. Okay, I don't care what it is. I can change anything, right? And I can change it now. Not in the future, right now. If you hold those three beliefs, I guarantee you, you're not going to feel depressed. Now, now to be clear, you got to also, there's, there's triad, there's three things, right? That area we just talked about, those three beliefs, that's the focus, right? If you focus on, that, that's the focus. What you also got to do is you got to change your physiology, right? A depressed person holds their body in a certain way. They hold the head down, they're breathing shallow, they're quiet, right? There, there's, there's multiple things they do. Someone who's not depressed, right? If you if you stand up, okay, and you put your chest out, right, shoulders back, breathe fully, you know, scream, yell loud, and you look up and you smile, you physiologically will not be able to feel depressed in that moment from a biochemical level, okay? Now, what you also want to do while you're doing that is you want to focus on those three beliefs, which are... I can change this, I can change it now, and I will change it, and it will be better. And you focus on those things, and then you start thinking about all the amazing things in their life, and you start being grateful, right? And the third thing is then you change your language around it. Instead of saying, this problem is horrible, it's terrible, I can never, right? Instead you say, I will, I am, I'm in the process of. You, you change your language pattern to, to, to be more positive, right? You could say this, this challenge, instead of this challenging is horrible, it's, it's absolutely terrible, it's the worst thing that's ever happened, um, I can't do it. Instead of saying, you know, this is a challenging issue, right? But what I'm very confident, we're going to be able to make progress in the direction of making that happen, right? I'm going to make progress today in terms of helping, you know, improve this. And, and if you hold those beliefs close to you, you will make radical changes, right? So anyways, I, this has been a very long um, clog, but I hope that's been useful, guys. Um, that's what I wanted to share, and uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Okay, ciao.